hello hello welcome 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 everybody um welcome it's friday and welcome to sydney's prophetic podcast i hope you've had a really good week i hope i hope you've had a really awesome productive blessed week in the lord i hope you got a lot of stuff done and yeah i hope you're well i hope you're blessed um and if you're listening i know you're kept uh and i didn't mean that to rhyme um but i thank you viewer or or not viewer listener for watching um oh y'all you know quick reminder slash announcement if you haven't heard i started a youtube channel called sydney's prophetic youtube um, I already got my first teaching up on YouTube. It's called What is Humility? Um, check it out on my Sydney's Prophetic Podcast Facebook page. That's where I'll upload all of my uh, videos at. So you can go ahead and check it out. And yeah, so I'm going to be uploading videos, uh, YouTube videos on Mondays and then recording from my podcast on Fridays. Okay. So that was one quick announcement. Um, also, if you feel led to sew and you don't have Cash App, I also have PayPal and Venmo. I've always had PayPal and Venmo, but God pressed it on my heart to mention those two because um, uh, I I know that people are going to feel led to sew into the ministry, but um, they they don't have Cash App in their country. So paypal and venmo are also available um i posted my paypal link on my facebook page as well so go ahead and uh you can see that there it's one of my recent posts so you shouldn't have to scroll down far um and yeah yeah and also if you want to sew but you still don't see that type of information you can send me a message here uh it should be like a uh like a send message button somewhere on on my page and let me know like hey i want to sew how can i sew into you blah 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 and i'll just repost my link uh whether it be paypal or venmo that you need um if you're out of the if you're outside of the united states um yeah i'll just send that to you and yeah all is well so um i'm gonna okay god okay so i gotta at least mention my cash app and my venmo Okay. Okay, cool. Um so I'm a, I'm going to do that more often. I'm going to mention my Cash App and my Venmo at towards the end of the uh recordings so that so that way people in the US and outside of the US can so accordingly. All right. Amen. So if you hear this squeaky noise, I'm in a new environment, not really, but not to me ish. I'm in a new area where I don't usually usually record. Um I'm in my backyard. I'm on the swing, so I'm going to try to control my squeakiness in the background because it could be distracting. So, But I'm not in my car, and I'm not in the house, so you don't hear my irritating dog. Um, and, uh, yeah. So let's get started to what we pray. What we, um, not praying. I'm going to pray first, yeah, but what I'm going to be talking about today is take the first step. Okay? Take the first step. God wanted to talk about us you know taking that first step of faith you know or we usually say the leap of faith but sometimes it's, it's so important to even just take a step not a lot of people are not even willing to take a step let alone a leap okay so i'm gonna pray and we'll get right into it 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, O oh God, for this day. I thank you, O oh God, for this beautiful Friday. And I pray everyone is uh, blessed and just joyful and just smiling. Because we know you're good, God. We know that you're a good, good father. We know that you're a healer. We know that you're a restorer. We know that you're a provider, oh God. And I thank you. I thank you for every listener that's going to watch this and or listen to this. <laughs> and after they listen, they're going to take that that jump, that step, that and then maybe grow into that leap of faith. Hallelujah. Because we know that the just shall live by faith and we walk by faith and not by sight. So I thank you, oh God, that is already done in the spirit. It just needs to manifest in the natural. But part of that manifestation is for us to take the corresponding action with our faith. Because you said in the book of James that faith without works is dead. So I praise you, Lord God, for faith. And I thank you, Lord God, for the corresponding uh, works of obedience that you want us to do, oh God, in Jesus' name. I thank you. Oh, I thank you, God, for prophetic directions. I felt that. I thank you, Lord, for prophetic instructions. I thank you, Lord, for prophetic steps to, to, to achieve a thing that you want us to do, oh God. And a lot of people are believing. A lot of people have faith. A lot of people are on the brink of giving up because they've been believing for so long, oh God. But you said faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. So I hope that this, uh, and I hope and pray actually, that this uh, recording will uplift them uh, out of the uh, spirit of discouragement. I bind that spirit of discouragement. I uproot it in the name of Jesus. And I bind and I uproot the spirit of disappointment in the name of Jesus, oh God. We trust in your timing. Yeah, we trust in your timing. We trust how you want to do things, how you want to, how you want to execute things. We trust in how, we trust in you being God. We're just going to let God be God. As the, the, the song goes, let go and let God. So we're going to let go and let God. And we're going to just, you know, wait for further instructions of God. But we're going to continue to believe no matter how hard it is, no matter how much the devil screams in our ears to give up, no matter how much the devil lies and says, oh, this was all for nothing. Oh, you just believed you were just believing and wasting time. No, the devil is a liar. He's the father of lies. OK, so we don't we do not believe that. And we rebuke those lies in the name of Jesus. And we will continue to believe, especially as your son and daughters, that my father makes good on his promises. His promises are yes and amen. And now one word shall return unto him void. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Phew. That, that, um, that, that helped me personally. Um, because I'm, I'm believing God for a lot of things too. They haven't come to pass yet, but it's just like God is... In, downloaded so much stuff in me about the future that I'm going to have and I'm and I'm pretty sure that he's done the same for you. So if you're waiting on God in any way, shape and form, but he has told you what's going to be the end of a, of the thing, like he knows the end from the beginning. So when when he when he downloads those 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 dreams, those ideas, those 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 things inside of you that you know has to come to pass. Yeah, they absolutely have to. So that means God has to absolutely, he has to come through. I know that tension of waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm right there with y'all. I know it's it's hard, it's annoying, and it's redundant. But it's more important of what God is doing on the inside of you than on the outside of you. 
is more important of the good work that he's doing on the inside of you. So that way, when he does bless you, when he does uh, bless you with those divine connections, when he does bless you with that change in your circumstance for the better, you not only stay in that, you not only stay in the blessing, you not only stay in the circumstances, you not only stay in that connection with that uh, person that is divinely connected to you, but... But you're able to, or you're not able to not just receive it, but you're able to stay in it. That's what I was trying to say. Not only do you get that blessing and get that prosperity and get that that change in your circumstances and get those divine connections, but you actually know how to sustain it. You know how to cultivate it. You know how to keep it. All right. So we're going to get started. Um, I am going to read about three people that took a step of faith. Not a leap, not a jump, a step. So we're going to go to Genesis 12 with Abraham. Uh, At this time, he's called Abram. And he is commanded by God to leave his father's house. Everybody pretty much knows this scripture, but in case you don't, um, the summary of it is that, you know, he's called the father of faith and his descendants uh became the children of Israel um that you know that were uh, in the wilderness for 40 years and you know trying to get to Canaan um only a few got there but uh but yeah so that's where his descendants uh his descendants came from Abraham so this is Genesis chapter 12 and this is God commanding Abraham to take that step of faith so He says, the Lord has said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham departed, took a step. Abraham departed. He took a step. Abraham departed. He took a step as the Lord has instructed and Lot went with him. Lot is uh, Abraham's nephew. Um, And Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarai, who we later know as Sarah, his nephew Lot, he told you, (laughs) and all his his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran and headed to the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abraham traveled through the land as far as Sheshem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Moriah. At that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. The Lord, then the Lord appeared to Abraham or Abram. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. Okay. Or in Hebrew, it says seed. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. Okay. So what I find it powerful and very wise is that, uh, and I prophetically am telling you, when you win, you get there. When you are moved and relocated, when God finally allows you to that, that go, when he gives you that green light, when he finally gives you the green light and says, go, and this is for me too. Um, when he says go, you are supposed to build an altar there to sacrifice this area, this new area, whether it's, it's spiritual or physical and or both. Um, 
But regardless, you're supposed to uh, build an altar to sacrifice that unto the Lord. Okay. Now. Now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing God say it doesn't have to be a, a physical altar unless you want to build a physical altar to the Lord. That's awesome. But spiritually speaking, it's just basically just saying, God, like I give this 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 new land this new property this new territory unto you this is like you know your house like if you are moving into a new house anoint your house bless the house pray over the house you know only the lord can move through through there no no demonic spirits and no burning no sage i don't know why christians do that sage is for dressing uh but yes y'all sage is that is new age witchcraft okay and new age witchcraft is is demonic so stop burning sage. Um, whoosh, yeah. uh, it brings on demonic spirits. That's why you got anointing oil because that's what God uh, particularly particularly <laughs> wants us to use. Not sage. So no sage smudging. Anoint your house. Anoint the property. Anoint where, wherever you're at. Right. If it's uh, uh, if you're a minister. And you got a you got a new building for your church for your ministry. Anoint that that building, right? Um, only I've only heard Apostle Stevenson say this that even certain buildings and certain structures, architectures have callings, and there are even buildings are anointed for a thing, right? He said that some time ago. I forgot when, but it was very powerful. Even even buildings have a purpose. So what's your excuse of you now walking into yours? Ooh, say la. <laughs> um, but when when you get to that new land and that new territory, just like Abraham was at the promised land that the children of Israel were trying to get to. See how his word will now return into him void. His and now is on the children of Israel, obviously for their murmuring and complaining and disobedience and idolatry of a dumb golden calf that hindered all of that for them, and only Joshua and Caleb could could go go through. But Right, we see in the book of Exodus later on with Moses and them, and and that's actually another uh, scripture I want to talk about. Uh, that's where we see that Canaan is the promised land, right? And he will give this land to his descendants. That's what that's what God wanted to do through the uh for four children, the children of Israel. So speaking of that, perfect transition, right? Okay, let's go to Exodus. So that was Genesis twelve one through seven. Let's go to Exodus chapter seven. One through six. I'm reading all of this in the NLT, by the way. So, uh, chapter seven, and I'm going to read verses one through six. Uh, and then the Lord said to Moses, pay close attention to this. I will make you seem like God to Pharaoh and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Tell Aaron. Tell Aaron everything I command you and Aaron must command Pharaoh to let the people of Israel leave his country. But I will make Pharaoh's heart stubborn so I can multiply my miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. Even then, Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you. So I will bring down my fist on Egypt. Then I will rescue my forces, my people, the Israelites from the land of Egypt with great acts of judgment. When I raise my powerful hand and bring out the Israelites, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. 
Oh, wow. I'm going to read chapter 7 real fast. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 when they made their demands to Pharaoh. Okay. So Moses and Aaron did. They took the first step. They did just as the Lord had commanded them. Okay. So if you don't take that first step, someone somewhere that will well, that will be affected by the calling and the purpose of God on your life. If you don't take that first step, that person will still be in bondage. Now, in this case, with Moses and, uh, and Aaron, it was a whole group of people. It's whole generations of people. If they didn't take that first step, they'd have still been in bondage for even more amount of years than God did not intended, intended them to be. Man, I took my drink, but what a sail off moment. Uh, if you don't take that first step, somebody that you will never meet, let, like, let alone the people that you will meet. And that are that have been impacted by you that you will shake their hand. But let's talk about the people that you won't shake their hand. You will never meet them. They will know you from afar. But it's like even though you have never met them, and a lot of celebrities, you know, and uh especially like celebrity pastors deal with this, like they know like they never met people that that follow you like very closely they know that they never met you they know that they never shook your hand or got to know you or went to starbucks with you or whatever whatever but you know especially when in the age of social media we got like instagram lives and facebook lives and youtube lives where we you know people of notoriety and influence they take pictures and you know and with platform, they take pictures of like, you know, sometimes intimate moments, like especially if they got kids, they take pictures of their kids and what they're doing with their kids. Um, uh, uh, you know, like or some if they, if they like to garden, if they are a gardener, they take pictures of their garden, you know, just to show them like, you know, I'm a person of influence, but I'm still a person. Right. It's, it's, it's stuff like that that uh that makes people feel like even though they like you live in one country and they live on the complete opposite side of the world it's still like there's like a close connection you, between you and that person and you don't know it but but they do and they feel like okay like you know like or they may they may know it too but that's that's what kind of brings on up there was like kind of an, a name for the for for that kind of phenomenon but i forgot it but long story short, you are going to like God didn't just put purpose in us just to affect the people that we know. He put purpose in us like purpose that came straight from heaven is supposed to like ricochet past the people that you know, past your hometown, past your neighborhood, past your, your family. Like you're not only a cycle breaker for your family, but for other families and on top of other families and on top of other families, right? This is God that we're talking about. So let's stop putting God in a box and let's stop putting ourselves in a box as well. When you put yourself in a box, you automatically, without you even knowing it, put God in a box. Both of y'all need to be taken out the box. God wants to be taken out the box. You need to bring yourself out the box as well. You need to step outside of your comfort zone as well. Okay, so and speaking of stepping out of your comfort zone, Moses early, we know about the burning bush moment and how Moses was like, uh, God, I stutter. I, 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 I can't talk, you know, but God was like, I will I'll just listen. I'll anoint your lips. I, I'll press on your lips and, and you just speak. Just speak. Okay, 
Like, don't nobody got time for your issues. I know that already. I made you, Moses. I know that you stutter. But you got people that still slave, that are still in bondage, that's still in slavery, that still that, that feel like they will never get out. Their mindset, and I mean, look at African Americans and back in the day. Like, they, if you were born into slavery, that's all you knew. And you think that there's no other way. How depressing. So we don't have time for your stuttering issues. We don't have, ooh, this, like, may this be your mighty rebuke. We don't have time for your, for your what if, God, your if, ands, or buts, and, and, and what, God, what if this don't work? God, where am I going to get the money from? And child, I'm talking to me too. Where am I going to get the money from, God? God, where, I need to meet people. Oh, God, God, I, don't, I, I ain't going to school for that. God, don't you think he knows that already? If he is omniscient. If he knows everything, if we don't, if, if we don't serve a dumb God, <laughs> if we don't serve a dumb God, don't you think he know that already? Your only response, hey, glory, your only response is yes, Lord, I'm going to go forth. Yes, Lord, not my will, but thy will. Yes, Lord, it will be done. Because, oh, okay, God. Because you're out of order, if you're worrying about stuff that's out of your control, that you know good and well is out of your control, just do what God commanded you to do, what he knows that you're able to do, and that's the end of that, and you just wait for the next instruction, okay? Simple. It's just, we, like, and I'm uh, again, like, y'all, like, I I know I sound like I'm preaching and rebuking y'all, but I promise you, I'm, I'm rebuking myself. This is for me too, okay? No no less than it is for y'all. Like, this is for all of us, okay? Even the one that's giving you the message. We worry too much about things that God, only God can control, only God can handle, only God, that's only burdens for God, not for you as a human being, okay? That's why he does not like when we worry because, excuse me, and have anxiety is because we worry too much about the the if ands or buts about the circumstances about getting access to certain things for things to happen and for things to uh come to pass i mean we were getting into like how abraham and sarah when they were waiting on isaac uh, uh sarah was like okay listen take hagar and make a baby and maybe we get the promise through them like god didn't need their help god did not need their help at all god for sure didn't need sarah's help it was my t god and and the lord rebuked sarah earlier in that story for laughing one of the angels was like are you laughing is there anything impossible for god why are you laughing okay same person so we got to stop. We got to stop being out of order and getting, we got to stop getting in our own way. Okay. Get out of the way. Just do God, what God told you to do. Stay in your place as a child and you do what God tell you to do. That's it. That is all period point blank in a story. So that's, there's that on that. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and then let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Guess what this story is, guys? 
Guess what this story is, huh? 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 This is Peter taking a step out on the water. My T God. So let's go to Matthew. Uh oh, not Matthew chapter 13. Going to Matthew chapter 14. And we're going to start at verse 25. Okay. We're going to start at verse 25. And read on down. Again, in the NLT, Matthew chapter 14, verses uh, 25. And I'm going to read on down in the New Living Translation. About 3 o'clock in the morning, or the uh, fourth watch of the night. Yep, in the Greek, yep. If you know about, like watch nights and like spiritual like like different times of the night that's uh is watches for different hours of the night that's a different teaching for a different day um about three o'clock in the morning jesus came toward there walking on the water when the de- when the disciples saw him walking on the water they were terrified and in their fear they cried out it's a ghost I'm sorry, y'all. I'm silly. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. But it's Jesus. So that don't apply. But Jesus. <laughs> but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. He like, here I is, y'all. I. Oh, ooh, that's powerful. In the Greek, it says the I am is here. Because he is the I am that I am. So he just like, y'all just chill out. Like, it's me. Like, I can do this. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what Jesus even thought. Like, I'd be scared too. Because, like, I don't know why Jesus thought they would be calm. Looking like, dick, bro, you can walk on water. Anyway. Child, that'd be my reaction. I'd be scared too. Then, <laughs> I'm in verse 28, y'all. Then Peter called him, called to him, said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. And Jesus said, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and took a step, took the first step and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, uh, okay. When he saw the strong wind and the waves, he saw, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord. Oh my God. I'm sinking. I'm sinking. I'm melting. I'm melting. (laughs) He shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him, said, Oh, you have so little faith, or oh, ye of little faith in the KJV. Jesus said, Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshiped him. You really are the Son of God. <laughs> that best was funny to me. You really are the Son of God. Like, wow. They exclaimed. <laughs> After they had crossed the lake, they landed at, oh, Genesaret. When the people recognized Jesus, the the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area. And as soon people were beginning, were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick at least touch the fringe of his robe. My God. And all who touched him were healed. Wow. So it's not just a woman with the issue of blood who, who touched the hem of his garment. In verse 36, they begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe and all who touched him were healed. So we got we we actually got two people that took a step. We got Peter who took a step out on the water 
it was starting to walk on water at least a little bit and then we got people who were sick who took a touch or who who took a step towards jesus and touched the hem of his garment and were healed just like the woman with the issue of blood when you take the first step supernatural stuff happens when you take the first step like Stuff beyond your wildest dreams start to happen. You know what's my greatest nightmare right now? And I think it might be for the rest of my life. Is for the opportunity for my dreams to come true. And the opportunity for my whole life to be changed is right in front of me. And I completely avoid it or I say no to it because I was scared. And then I live my whole life in Michigan and then when I get old, I'm going to be that bitter old lady in the nursing home, taking the anger out on, on everybody and everything. But knowing good and well, deep down inside, I'm mad at myself for not taking my own, for not taking the risk for my own life. Just, just possibly, possibly just going back to that day, thinking of what could have been, could have, should have, would have. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Do you want to see yourself 10, 15, 20 years from now singing shoulda, coulda, woulda? Or do you want to know if you take that first step, something may actually happen? There's a phrase or uh, not phrase. There's a quote that says like, you know, go on and you know, it is like take take the step, take the step. And then the other person is like, what if I fall? And then the other person is like, well, what if you fly? My thing is. If I take that risk and if I fail, at least I have, I'm going to have peace because at least I know, okay, I did try it and it didn't work. And I know that versus me taking a leap of faith or taking a step, I'm sorry, a step of faith, but knowing that all it requires is just one step and I never do it. And I'm thinking like, man, what if I, what if something could have worked? What if it could work and you would never find out? You would have never known. Oh, oh, Jesus. Okay, I'm hearing you, Holy Spirit. I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say, no, it, it would work. And you know it would have worked. But because you were too afraid and, took, it, and, and did not want to take that first step of faith, that, that, most of all, will make you end up bitter. Because you know if you would have took that first step of faith, Something would have happened that would have changed the trajectory of your whole life. But instead, you wanted to live. This is the consequence. If you want to live a normal life, a mediocre life, an average life, an average Joe, Joe Blow Schmo life like everybody else, that's exactly what you're going to get. But don't be mad when other people took that first step. They took that risk and they're living extraordinarily, extraordinary lives. The life of your of your dreams as well as theirs. But you didn't take that first step. The only person you have to blame is yourself by then. So I guess this just turned into a warning. If you don't take that first step, you're going to have the life that you want, the comfortable life, the comfort zone life that you want. Or if you actually do take the first step of getting outside of your comfort zone, all of your wildest dreams. What if what if all all of your dreams, all of your ideas, all of the all of the visions that you have had your entire life, what if they all came true in one moment? Think about it. What if they all came to pass in one moment? 
just in a snap of a finger. You know, I I'm a really big Marvel fan now. I uh not I wasn't before uh most of my life until Black Panther came out and you know, representation matters. So ever since then I've been a Marvel fan. And we know about Thanos and how he wears that gauntlet and when he's when he snaps his fingers, everything changes, right? And you know, in Endgame, uh I'm sorry, not Endgame, Infinity Wars. In Infinity Wars, he snapped his fingers and everybody like this white butterfly just like flew real close to me um i think it's a butterfly white white moth or whatever i'm not gonna let that distract me um (laughs) in infinity wars thanos finally got the gauntlet he snapped his fingers and people disintegrated right people just just disappeared but then we see the (laughs) i love the the ending of endgame I love the end where people all came together just all of a sudden and with the Avengers and they just tackled Thanos and his whole army. But what made them finally get the victory, hey, glory, I feel God on this, believe it or not, is when Iron Man had the gauntlet that fit his hand and he said, I am Iron Man and snapped his fingers and Thanos and his army just completely just obliterated. Like the same thing that he did on everybody else with making everybody else disappear and making everybody else disintegrate. The same thing was done to him and his whole army. Just everybody just gone, turned to dust, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And they finally won. And, and that was a humongous victory. Oh, Jesus. If you don't take that first step, you will never get the victory. You have to do it. Like, I, I just, I keep getting, like, situations in people's lives and different scenarios where they think, like, if, if they don't take that business deal or, or that business partnership or they don't take that uh, that opportunity to, to, to show their talent and show off their, their gifts and their skills, that, that if, I, if I avoid this opportunity, it's going to be okay. No, the devil's a liar, and that's what the devil actually wants you to think. If you don't take that first step, your life will never change and you will never get the victory. You won't ever get the victory. And, and then you're going to be singing that shoulda, coulda, woulda. I should have done this. I could have been this. I would have been this. I could have done that. Da, da, da. No, no, you, you don't get to say that. If you're not going to take that leap of faith or that, um, I can't say a leap of faith because we are so used to hearing that that step of faith. If you don't take that first step, you don't get to sing chitta, coulda, woulda. And that's what you want to sing. But you can't, you can't say that. You can't, you can't do that. Because you, you have the opportunity and you have the chance to take the first step. And you know good and well, God set up that opportunity. God set up that, that moment, that event for you to take the first step. But you didn't do it. And now the consequences are, it's, it is, it's nothing bad, it's nothing drastic, it's not even nothing harmful, except emotionally, because you're going to see everybody else. Was, 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 I'll say this, what's going to be easily tormenting is that you see everybody else on the news, on TV, 
on on in on on the radio. You'll hear them on the radio. Everybody else testifying of them taking that risk, but most importantly, that first step. And you're going to be listening. You're going to be watching at home in your comfortable home, in your comfortable comfort zone. Probably being not only jealous, but envious of them being bold enough to take that first step. And you didn't. And and not only that, there's going to be a, a whole bunch of stories because God is going to come through for his people. There's going to be a bunch of stories. If you don't take that first step going to hear a lot about a lot of testimonies and a lot of people that took that risk and that took that first step and you did not you could have been a part of that group of people you could have been a part of those people that actually took the first step in their lives to for their whole lives to just change at the drop of a hat but you didn't that's the consequence that's the consequence It, like God's not going to just strike you with sickness and God's not going to, you know, cause death to nobody. What's, what's going to happen is he's going to let you be bitter. He's going to let you be jealous. He's going to let you be envious of people who took that first step, that risk, and you did not. Y'all, I know the comfort zone. This is the deceiving part of the comfort zone. And I, I just this is the enemy, too. The comfort zone, the deceiving part of the comfort zone is that it's comfortable. It's plushy. It's soft. It's, it's you know, you can relax in it. You feel like nothing's going to happen. And, well, I take that back. Yeah, nothing is going to happen if you're in that comfort zone. You're on them plush feathers, them that nice soft cotton. But over time, because... Nothing in your life is going to happen. You're, you're just going to be stagnant and mediocre. Nothing is going to happen. And then you will unknowingly, you wouldn't see this coming. You're going to feel miserable. Because everybody else's life is changing except yours. That's the consequence of staying in the comfort zone. Is being miserable and being bitter that your life is now. You willingly stagnated your life by not taking that first step outside of your comfort zone just take the first step god is not saying to take a leap to take a jump he's saying to take just the first step i gave you biblical stories of these men of god that took the first step think about it if peter did not take that first step we would not even be reading it in the bible years later decades later centuries later we wouldn't even know about Peter taking them. We just wouldn't. We would just would have known that Peter was a thug and he cut somebody's ear off and he had a cussing issue. And he recognized that Jesus was the Christ. But that's about it. But only Jesus, that's the only disciple that did something extraordinary, that did something supernatural among all the other other uh, disciples. The rest of the 11 or well, it was 12 of them, obviously, but the, the rest of the 11 of them. While Peter was walking on that water, they just stood there. They just stood there because they were too afraid. But had, I just believe had Peter, if went okay, so Peter walked on the water. If somebody else, like if John, or if like if 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 uh uh Thomas, or if 
you know, Matthew, even though this is in a book of Matthew, but if Matthew himself took that, that step, we would have heard about the both of them are like Luke. We would have heard about both Peter and such and such took a step out on the water. And we like to say Peter song, Peter song, Peter song, lack of faith, but lack of faith, lack of faith. My thing is, we hear so many sermons like that. Oh, but Peter failed and Peter sunk because he didn't have faith. My thing is this, though. At least he took the first step. Do you even have faith to take the first step? All right. And with that, I'm done. Um, <laughs> That's all I had for you. God wants you to take that. Okay, so this is really encouraging me because... I know people have been in unbelief and worry and doubt and been battling with that, like to and fro and all that stuff and, and discouragement. I, I know people have had bouts of that, but if this ain't a confirmation that is going to come to pass, I don't know what is. Okay. I don't know when for you. I don't know how long you've been waiting. I don't know how long, you know, you've been in certain, certain uh, circumstances. I don't know what you're waiting on, but it's going to happen. And when it happens, I believe just every listener listening to this is not by happenstance, it's not by coincidence. When that moment comes for you to take the first step, do it. Do it scared. Peter did it scared. And he still, for that for that, that small moment in time, still walked on water. Whether it was one step, two step, three steps, he did he, he at least took a step. Is now and now it's recorded in one of the most historical documents in all of the world in all of history for everybody and a mama to read. But what about you? Are you going to be historical, or are you or are you going to be comfortable? Whew. Are you going to be historical, or are you going to be comfortable? Say la. Um. So. Well, that blessed me. I'm going to be historical, okay? And I hope you, I pray that you decide the same thing. I'm going to be historical. Um, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repeat this after me. Lord God, I repent. I believe in the son you sent. He died on the cross just for me. To heaven I'll go to heaven I'll be and with that you're saved you hear the chime solo celebrating you in the background because of your, your salvation hey glory um, get you a bible that you can understand and the translation that you can understand um, ask God for what church you would like that he wants you to go to because it doesn't matter what church you go to so ask God for the church you want that he wants you to go to and uh, build a relationship with him build a relationship authentically with the lord all right um if you feel led to sow in any way my uh cash app is dollar sign capital s i d n i capital g again it's capital s lowercase i d n i capital g um, i apologize if you were trying to find it before and you couldn't find it i forgot that i changed my cash tag for a moment but it's now back to sydney s s capital s i d n i capital g so one more time dollar sign capital s lowercase 
I D N I capital G. Okay. Um, and you'll see Sydney's prophetic podcast. I made it much clearer this time. Um, if you want to sew into my bit, if you have Venmo, um, give me a second here to pull in my Venmo because I want to get my name right. I know it's an at sign. So my Venmo is at the at symbol, capital S, lowercase I, D, N, I, dash, capital G. Okay. Uh, the at sign, capital S, I, lowercase I, D, N, I, dash, capital G. Okay. Same profile picture as on the podcast and on the uh, podcast page and whatnot. Same profile picture with my cash app. It, it should be easier to find me. Okay. Um, I'm going to make this easier to find me on my Venmo too by putting us in these prophetic podcasts somehow on there too. Um, and yeah, uh, I upload, um, or I'm sorry, I, I post my recordings, uh, at 8 PM Eastern standard time every Friday and I upload now, I now got a YouTube channel for Sydney, Sydney's prophetic YouTube is S I D N I, uh, apostrophe S prophetic YouTube. Okay. That's where I'm going to post my teachings every Monday. And um, follow me at Sydney's Prophetic Podcast on Facebook, okay, for any announcements and things like that. Uh, and to let you know if I'm recording or not this week. And I, I'll let you know like days ahead of time, right? But uh, yeah, that's it. So have a blessed weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Relax. But, you know, I want you guys to marinate on this and the fact that God is ready to change your life. But are you? Amen. So. Blessings. Love you. Bye.